Kamadaf Pebet Amudalif. Discipline and pleasure. So often it happens that we procrastinate, we put off things that we don't enjoy doing. We even know that it's beneficial for us, it's good to do. It might be something like working out, it might be studying, reading something that we need to study, and it can even be learning of Torah. That if we're not finding pleasure in it, if it's not joyous for us, we tend to procrastinate, we tend to, to put it off. And we tend to then want to wait until it becomes pleasurable, until there is some reason to try and do it because we're enjoying it. But that's not always the best way to go about it. Sometimes instituting a disciplined routine in itself generates the joy and the pleasure afterwards. And again, think of a, an exercise routine or, or running, and the same applies by learning. Let's see where we learn all this from. It actually comes from this week's Parsha, where our Gemara expands on it somewhat. The stories you know, after Yitzhak Mitzrayim, they cross the Red Sea, they sing the Shira, and then three days go by and they're without water. By Yilonu Ha'amal the nation gets into an, an attitude of complaint and whining, and they say to, to Moshe, what are we going to drink? And Moshe calls out to Hashem, Vayoreyu Hashem Eitz. And that's an interesting word, Vayorei Hashem, it's often translated as Hashem showed him a piece of wood, a branch. But Vayoreu, as the Ramban points out, doesn't mean show, it's not Vayoreu, it's Vayoreu from the word more. It means he taught him something. What is the lesson here? There's something very fundamental about this piece of Chumash that teaches us a very, very important principle. And hopefully we'll have a chance to go into it in a lot greater depth this Shabbat at the Medrash here at 8 o'clock at KBA. But meanwhile, we'll deal with it as it appears in our Gomorrah. el hamayim. Moshe then throws this piece of wood into the water. Vayimtuku hamayim. The water becomes, becomes sweet. Sham mishpat v'sham lisao. So at this bitter water, this well of bitter water, this reservoir of bitter water, the water converts into sweet, drinkable water because of this piece of wood which Moshe threw into the water. And then the Torah tells us, Sham sam lo So there Hashem taught them certain laws of the Torah. Among them we're told by Chazal with the laws of Mishpatim, the laws that we're learning, Bovekana, and the law of Para Aduma, are some of the laws that Hashem taught them at that particular time. This word Vayorei, what does it really teach? So Al-Gamora tells us about ten takanot that Ezra introduced, ten laws that Ezra introduced into society. One of them was Kriyata Torah on Mondays and Thursdays. So as we do till this day, every Monday and Thursday we read the Torah in Shul. Uh, and that's instituted all the way back from the time of Ezra. Says the Gemara, Ezra Tiken, it's even older than Ezra. This wasn't instituted by Ezra. This has been instituted long before the time of Ezra. Our very posseh that we're learning in this week's parasha. They went three days and they couldn't find water. And the Gemara then says, The people who understood how to explain difficult psukim would explain this as when it says they went for three days without water. That wasn't talking just about not having water. Clearly, they knew they were going into the desert. Surely they would have taken a certain amount of water with them. This wasn't the problem. This wasn't really about water. And in any event, even if it was about water, why would the Torah then tell us that after that, Hashem taught them specific laws? What is the teaching of those laws? What is the teaching of Torah got to do with the fact that they were thirsty and their thirst was ultimately quenched by this bit of water turning sweet? 
explains the, the Gemara, Ein Mayim el Torah, the Dosheru Shmuz explained, no, this is talking metaphorically, that the water they lacked was Torah. And we know the Torah is often referred to as water. As we see, the, the possible we have in Yeshayahu, every thirsty person go and drink water. And that's an interesting idea because uh, the Radak, I think, the Psukim in Yeshayahu actually explains that this isn't even just referring, referring specifically to Torah. This is referring at the time after Mashiach when the non-Jewish wise people will want chokhmah, will want wisdom. The craving of an intellectual for wisdom is like the thirst of an ordinary person for water. When an intellectual is, has no intellectual input, has no input of wisdom, he or she feels an, an enormous thirst and emptiness and need. The Navi says at that time, the non-Jewish nations of the world will be craving the wisdom and will be told to go to the Torah and learn the Torah, the wisdom of the Torah. Since they went three days without Torah, explains the Dosheh Shemot, Nil'u, they ceased from learning Torah. They didn't, they didn't go any further. At that time, the prophets among them Moshe himself and his based in, that it got up, that so they decided thereon, this will never happen again. The Jewish people will never go for three days without Torah. And therefore you'll read the Torah on Shabbat, you'll stop reading for the, on Sunday, you won't have Kriyat Torah, and you'll read on Monday. You won't read on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then you'll read again on, on Thursday, you won't read on Friday. So that there won't be a period of more than three days when the Jewish people are without exposure to the Torah. And Tosfa talks about why it's exactly Monday and Thursday, what's special about those days, which we won't go into right now. But what I do want to learn with you is the Marshal. And we've talked about the Marshal of the Marshal, 16th century, second half of the 16th century, writes this amazing work on the, the whole of Shas virtually, in two sections. He has Chidushi Halachot, which deals with the Gemara, the Rashi, and mainly with Tosfos, and then the Chidushi Agadot, which deals with the Midrashic part of the of Shas. And that this has become a, a really standard Limud, that if you learn a Tosfot and then you look at the Marsha and you don't understand what the Marsha's difficulty is or how the Marsha understands the Tosfot, you know you haven't learned the Tosfot well yet, which uh, was the reason that the Chazanish used to re- require this. This is almost standard learning. Mora Rashi Tosfot's Marsha, he used to suggest, because that keeps you thinking straight. In the Sephardi world of Torah as well, the Marsha had a very special place in helping individuals who are studying Torah, particularly Tosfos, to learn cor- correctly, to learn accurately. So the Ma'ashor is enormously important for us. And here the Ma'ashor explains this piece of Gemara, and let's learn the Ma'ashor together. And he says, What is the relationship, what is the correlation between teaching them Torah and the fact that they were thirsty? You don't solve it, the thirst, by teaching them Torah. And that's why the Gemara understands, the Doshe Rishumim understand that what it's really telling us is they experience that thirst that an intellectual experiences for wisdom when he's gone for a period of time without learning. And you might say, well, so learn. What's stopping them from learning? They don't have to have Kriyata Torah. Why didn't they just start learning? The fact that they went for three days without Torah made Bitul Torah habitual. 
one can get into a good habit and one can get into a bad habit, one can get into a habit of doing things and one can get into a habit of not doing things. To go three days without learning Torah habituates Bitul Torah. It habituates the absence of learning. If one goes for three days and doesn't touch a sefer for three days, one doesn't open a Gomorrah, one doesn't open a Chumash, one doesn't open a Mishnah for three days, that creates a new routine that is void of learning. And then it becomes very hard to get back into learning. So they had gone for three days. They were so involved with the excitement after the Red Sea and all the wealth that they were able to accumulate there that their engagement in that wealth was such that for three days they took their minds off learning. Now Torah becomes bitter. If you haven't learned for a few days and you open your Gomorrah, each one of you have experienced this, right? You open your Gemara after not learning for a few days. It's hard. It doesn't seem to mean anything. You don't really understand it. It doesn't speak to you. You've just lost the touch. And then the tendency is to give it up, not to go back to it. Like the Chazal said from the, the Bosak, if you leave the Torah for a day, it leaves you for two days. You leave the Torah, so you move away for one day, it moves away for a day, and now there are two days in between. And if you've gone three days without learning Torah, it's as if there's six days, because the Torah has also moved away from you during the time that you weren't learning Torah. So it's as if there's almost a week of not learning Torah. Hashem until Hashem taught them about the wood. And here's the gem of understanding what this means. We say, So we know the Torah is compared to water, but Gemara has taught us that. But we also say, The Torah is a tree of life, a piece of wood of life. What does that mean? If a person's in the ocean and struggling to stay afloat and grabs onto a piece of wood, that's machzikimba. When you grab onto a piece of wood and that keeps you afloat, you don't question about whether it's a, a good piece of wood or not such a good piece of wood, whether it's been polished and varnished or it hasn't, how much the, the wood costs, how valuable the wood is. You don't care. The wood floats and you're hanging on to it. That's when you're sinking, when you haven't been engaged in Torah, grab hold of it like a drowning person would grab hold of a branch in the ocean. Just grab hold of it, get hold of it and use it to float. It doesn't matter if it's comfortable or not. It doesn't matter that it's not a, a, a beautiful, comfortable yacht that's been provided for you. It's just a piece of wood, but it can keep you alive. It can stop you from drowning. We know that chazoka happens with three times. We always say chazoka is when something happens three times. And so to, to hold on to the, to the Torah, to learn three times, to force yourself, to discipline yourself, to open that Gomorrah and learn the first day, even though it's hard and doesn't talk to you and it doesn't create any sense of joy, just learn, learn, hold on to it and do it the second day and do it the third day. Then you've got a chazoka. You've made a chazaka in the Torah in that way. Just by chazaka means with your own strength, just by your strength of character, you have persisted and that persistence for three days reintroduces the connection to Torah and the opportunity to join. And in the same way as three days of grabbing onto Torah and disciplining ourselves to, to learn Torah, even if it isn't joy, enjoyable at that time, that creates the chazakah, that creates the connection. So three days without Torah breaks the connection. And that's why they instituted at that time that there shouldn't be more than three days during which the Jewish people are not 
engaged in Torah. And that's something to bear in mind, certainly in our learning, but in many things that we have to do during our lives, almost every day of our lives, things that sometimes are enjoyable and sometimes aren't enjoyable. And there are things that are completely voluntary. If they're not enjoyable, don't do them. If they are enjoyable, do them. That's fine. There's some things you can't do even if they are enjoyable. They're asur, you're not allowed to do them. And there's some things that you've got to do whether or not they're enjoyable. And the idea is not that they remain not enjoyable, but through disciplining oneself into doing them consistently, at least for three days, joy begins to seep back into the activity. And again, whether it's in general activities, such as exercise routines or any other discipline that we have to take upon ourselves, just do it regularly for three days. It's a matter of diet, of what we eat and what we don't eat, what we, how we act and how we don't. Not talking Lashon Hara. There can be all manner of things that we want to become part of our lives in a way that is joyous and meaningful to us, but sometimes it has to start with a disciplined routine that has no joy and meaning. It's just a disciplined routine. Grab hold of it because that's the gateway to developing a pleasurable engagement with it later on. If learning has become a bind, just take upon oneself to make sure to learn in three days in succession to learn as much as one is able to so that the connection can be re-established and the flow of joy between the Torah and one's own soul is reconnected.